treading water, I swear that if I drown, I don't care. They call it for me from the shore. I need more. Well, it ain't perfect, but I don't mind because it's worth it. I got something else to do, they always do, hey, if I do say, the do say with the homies like it's cool, hey, me, I'm just trying to play it cool, Jay, yeah, mind over matter, I'm pure than alkaline, been stuck on album time, I gotta get out to shine, fly on the wall, shit, I was bugging, miss me like you getting withdrawal, I keep that coming, yeah. I'm treading water, I know If I stop moving, I flow Ain't nothing new, it's Play it cool, baby, just play it cool You know, cool Well, it ain't perfect, but I don't mind Because it's worth it Welcome back to another episode of Christians of the Millennia. For episode 25, we're going to be digging into the chapter of Philippians 4. If you're new to the podcast, uh, we have three different categories of episodes. One is just going to be general topics uh, that we need to talk about or that we think other people want to hear about. Uh, Sometimes some of you guys will suggest topics for us and that helps us a lot. Uh, But another category we do, which is what we're going to be doing today, uh, is basically a a quick little Bible study where we pick a passage or a chapter or a couple of verses and we openly read it uh, together uh, on record for you guys to hear and we just kind of let you guys in on our thought process and how the word kind of pops out to us. Um, and then our third category is our interviews that we do with other leaders and speakers and followers and non-followers that we know um, that want to come on here and share their story with other people. So if you're one of those people and want to come on the podcast, please let us know. Um, but in regards to our Bible study Let me remind you that God wants to do something very, very specific and ordained in you himself. And as good as it is to hear us going through the word and hearing the word in general, it's that much better for you to dive in the word for yourself. So uh, even though you're hearing the word here, I urge you to spend some of your personal private time with him and his word and developing your own flow with him. Uh, So thanks again for tuning in and uh, welcome to episode 25. I see you, big fella. Okay. All right. So we're gonna do. Um, dear God, I thank you for this day. Yeah, there we go. I thank you for bringing us here together, um, through our schedules and our turmoil and our trials and everything that we're trying to just balance to be consistent for you, um, to provide a consistent message for the people that are tuning in to listen, to listen. Um, I pray that in this time we can drown out all distractions. Um, all urges, all 
all tests and uh, we can just zone in on your word and on what you have to say to us and uh, that will let our words fall and uh, your words rise simple as that uh, I thank you for the word first off that you've even given us uh, that you know all these generations later uh, even as the days and times are much much different they're actually very very similar and uh, I pray that we can see those similarities and we can relate your message to our lives even 2,000 years later and I thank you for your goodness and uh, your eternal patience. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the author of Philippians is, is Paul, um, who was a former Pharisee who persecuted the church before being dramatically converted to a Christ follower. So for the people that don't know what a Pharisee is. Ooh, yes. Yes. What, what is a Pharisee? So a Pharisee is just a, a religious leader who was the one who guided the people and, you know, the procedures of how to live for live for God and um, basically was the modern day pastor if you will mm -hmm. um, for the, everybody who was who believed in God in the time um, a little bit of background for this book Philippians uh, Paul wrote this letter to the church of Philippi so this is a letter that we're reading um, most likely while he was in prison in Rome around was this, 62 AD The main theme is really encouragement. Paul encourages the Philippians to live as citizens of a heavenly city, growing in their service to God and to one another. Jesus is the supreme example of this, and Paul and Timothy strive to be good examples too. Okay. And a little bit of background about Paul, if you didn't know, to take a little bit more extreme. He hated Christians. He absolutely hated them. He had them killed, tried to kill them, and for God to get his attention, he blinded him to bring him back. And now he wrote 13 books. At a time. <laughs> no, it's just insane to see how God works with the worst of the worst and brings him to be the best of the best. Wow. That's a little bit of background of Paul. Yeah, there's something that, there's something that God blinded him to That's get insane. his attention. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I will no longer allow you to see things the way that you see them. Mm. Wow. Um, so we are going to start off actually at uh, verse 4. Um, who wants to take us away? Let's do it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, for those of you who may be following along, I'm reading out of the ESV version. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any ex if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Mm. Um 
I don't know, I guess one of the reasons why even why we selected this this passage in this chapter, um, I was recently kind of just going through uh, Google and, um, you know, based on like some past conversations um, that we've been having, um, some conversations I've kind of been having with God, uh, and even in uh, my attempt personally to try to find a way through the Bible, I was like, you know, it felt like a very present time as far as like anxiety and fear and all those things go. So I was researching like, what is, you know, what does the word say about anxiety? Um, and obviously a bunch of different verses came up, but it was this one specifically, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your, your request to God. Um, and I've been getting this word blueprint a lot. And, um, at first, I thought that it was for me, uh, just me, um, but as situations have come up, as uh, conversations with uh, post-service prayer have come up, I've realized that this word is not just for me, and it's for some of you guys as well. Um, you might not have the answers to your situation right now, and that's because you and God are collaborating on the blueprint uh, to what is coming. Um, so you need to look at your situations and you need to actually take the time to make a list of not only the things you lack, but the things that you need, um, both personally and in Christ, because, uh, you, you face temptation, you face trial, you face hardship, you face long suffering, you face all of these situations. And we really need to develop a blueprint in how we're attacking those situations. Yeah. Um, so, you know, write down like, oh, what is my favorite verse that I'm going to use when I have anxious thoughts and anxious feelings? That way, instead of when you get into that anxiety and that overwhelming panic mode, that you can go back to this verse time and time again and that it'll help calm and mend your spirit. Um, you know, fear, depression, all of these things, you know, what do you need specifically? And for me, one of those things was, you know, uh, a direct response to anxiety um, and words literally from God, a sword that I can literally swing at anxiety. Um, and that and that's kind of where this even just came from. So I just kind of want you guys to have some of that in mind, both as we read through this, but also uh, as you go through your week, uh, make your list, make your blueprint and uh, develop your commands and your attacks um, for what the enemy is going to be throwing at you. Uh, just to touch on that a little bit, in verse in verse 6 of what Rudy was basically just talking about, it says, But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I looked up the definition of supplication. It says the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. When you make that list that Rudy was just talking about, that is the perfect time for you to go before God and earnestly and humbly ask him for all the things that you need. And I promise you, he's going to provide it. Um, the, I mean, literally the, the title of, um, the start of verse 10 in, in my ESV version says God's provision. So, um, huh. yeah. Yeah. Mine says, thanks for their gifts. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay. Uh, so we're picking back up with verse 10. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. 
whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying before we started recording. I was like, whoa, like, most people know Philippians yeah. 4.13. They know that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, but that's just how important context is because we just put that in a general statement and just try to put it over many situations in our lives. But he's like, look, whether I'm well-fed, whether I'm full, whether I'm starving, I've learned to be content in any of those situations yeah. because through Christ I can do anything. Yeah. So therefore, I can mentally self-discipline and fast and just zone in and focus um and through his strength i can endure any situation mm. um i think this is just worldly terms now this is mental toughness right yeah i think paul and jesus when he was in the desert for 40 days they just they just killed mental toughness yeah i think either you know any one of us would just break down easily right. you know um both of them were just mentally tough paul's in jail and he's praising God for it. Yeah. He's thanking him and he's happy about it. Right. Jesus is in the desert being tempted and he's still giving glory to his God. Yeah. To his father. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. And it's funny because it is a secret because uh, if it was if it wasn't a secret, then everybody would know. Hmm. Um, so this is, you know, uh I guess if you think in terms of like Jedi masters and like, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a whole nother level to your faith and, and your strength of like, man, like I'm good in the bad times and in the good times. Yeah. Um, even keel, if you will, not getting too hot or not getting too cold. Um, and that's why I go back to blueprint because when you don't have your blueprint, what happens is you respond based on your feelings in that moment. So something's going to hit you and the feelings of that particular moment are going to dictate how you respond versus being able to get out of your feelings and get out of your personal detriment and not taking it personally and realizing that God has something for you regardless of what the situation is. Um, so I'll pick back up verse 14. Uh, After I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, yet it was so good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. <clears throat> not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. Hmm. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied. Now that I have received from Epaphroditus, the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Mm. And to the riches, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. That part is, um, it's really deep. Um, because it's talking about the principle of what you sow is what you're going to reap. Uh-huh. Um, they gave to Paul knowing his need, so they weren't expecting to receive anything back from him. Right. And what that did was, he said, um, I am well supplied 
picking up in verse 18. Uh -huh. I have, uh, I am well supplied, having received from Ephrodites. Epaphroditus. Epaphroditus. Man, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. The gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. It, It's applying that what you give is, is pleasing to God. And because of your giving and you're pleasing God through your giving, now picking up in verse 19, God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and riches and glory in Christ. It's like this continuous cycle. You give God uh, allows and he, you're, you're opening something that is allowing God to pour out in so you can receive from God. It's not like you're expecting to receive anything back from the person that you're giving to. It's, um, man. And we've, we've kind of seen this concept a little bit, you know, because um, I, I posted yesterday, um, create what you want, I think. I think it was create what you want. Um, and, you know, even from the context of COTM, you know, when you need something, is when you should give that same something. Yeah. Um, it's like when you get a new, it's a fragrant offering, right? That's what it says. It's a fragrant offering. It's like, imagine when somebody, like your favorite family member, and they make that dish that you love, and you just love the way that they specifically make it, and they just come over to your house with just a full tray of it, mm. and that aroma just basking and rising into your nose, and wow. the, the comfort that comes with that, and that's what your offering and your giving smells like to God. <laughs> so good. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, shout out to Garrick, because we were actually in the Fortify meeting, and he brought up a verse very similar to this, um, and he was talking about how in and out is like you just have that smell you just yeah. smell it yeah. and it just brings people right you know just yeah. more people wanted and like you might be like oh hey what are you doing after church oh, i'm going to in and out and you might be like eh, i'm not really that hungry but i'll go with you mm -hmm. and then as soon as you get there and you just smell the burger and you smell the fries you're like oh i gotta have some of that yeah you know what i'm saying it's just that fragrant offering that's how good your giving smells to god mm. um <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh, I'm trying to smell good. God. <laughs> oh gosh! You can't mask this giving with cologne. There is no cologne to hide the smell of your offering. So if you're not offering and you're just trying to coat it and fake it and make it seem like you're actually giving out of the the depths of your heart, it's like cologne. You know, it's just like putting a an odor on top of your stench that stink that you don't want people to smell or that you don't want God to smell, he smells it. So don't try to cover it with <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Hey, Rudy's oh. coming to me right now. Oh, my goodness. Wow. My gosh. Don't put on the cologne. Oh, wow. We're going to oh. smell through your BO anyway. Yes. That's crazy. That's crazy. What a good analogy, dude. Oh, goodness. Wow. God, thank uh, you, Holy Spirit. Um, yes, okay, yes, <laughs> final yes. final greetings. You want to pick up verse 21? Yeah. Um, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those who, those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that is the end of Philippians. Man. And that's just that's just love your neighbor. Yeah. 
because you know you do your part in loving they're gonna do their part in loving as well what's interesting is the that grace of the lord be with your spirit though because you're gonna have to say hi to and acknowledge people that you might not want to um you know maybe a person does smell bad and you don't want to go say hi to them uh, you don't want to acknowledge them in church um, or maybe somebody has a, a disability of some sort and you're like ah, I don't really know how to talk to this person uh, I don't really know what to bring up what do I do you know and so that's he's telling you greet, greet everybody but may the grace of Lord Christ Jesus be with your spirit because there's going to be some people you're going to have to greet that you might not want to um, in, in all the books that, that Paul wrote, that's how he uh, ends it. Ends it. It's, uh, even in Colossians chapter 4, verse 18, uh, remember my chains, uh, grace be with you. And, and I'm pretty sure it's a continuing thing that he does. Um, I think he even opens up all his letters in the same way. Uh, verse. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. That's First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 28 um but i mean yeah that's a good lesson it was a good lesson to just always greet everybody in christ jesus right um, and may the grace of god be with you what you're giving right there is now you're allowing that to be received in your own life of may the grace of god be with you in your own life and just everything that you give you're gonna receive in god's promises jesus oh my goodness i'm giving all grace all you listeners, I'm giving grace. May the grace of God be with you, because I want grace in my life. Whatever you want in your life, give it. <laughs> um, to follow with that, my mom always used to, used to say this to me. <clears throat> I found a verse. Hebrews 13, 2. Man, it's hits. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Oh, yeah, wow. It's crazy to know that. That person right there could just be mm -hmm. an angel. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. It's wild. Because um, we're just not even, we're just going about our day. Or thinking about making somebody else's day. Or just smiling, saying hi. Yeah. Woo! Man, guys, a little quickie for you. A little, uh, just a quick one, you know. That's, that's what it's all about. It's not always like... You know, I know it can be hard to like want to, want to sit in your word, but you know, we just took what 10-15 minutes to read through a couple passages. We learned three very valuable lessons that we can apply daily into our lives. Um, and if we actually sit and meditate on this word specifically, it'll change a lot of things. We won't be anxious anymore. We'll be content whether we're hungry or well fed. We'll be providing sacrifices that are pleasing aromas to the nose of God. Like, man, that's something that we can use. Um, every single day and uh, just from a quick word so I encourage you guys to get in your word um, we do want to start doing some in-person Bible studies with some of you if you guys would be open to it so let us know if you're interested in that and maybe we can start doing some little little meetups or something like that at a Starbucks Panera whatever um, and just get in the word with you guys because I know it's not always easy to just do by yourself and I have the grace and pleasure of having two people with me that have been through it and um, that makes it easier for me, so we want to make it easier for you as well. Mm. Cool? cool. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to support. Uh, we love you, and uh, may the grace of God be yeah. with you yes. as you go through the rest of your week. And um, blueprint. Cool. cool. <laughs>
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for the listeners, those of um, them who have made it this far, Lord. Uh, I pray for those who didn't make it this far, Lord, that they went straight into their word to dive in and, and to see what you have for them, Lord. I, I pray for a, a special blessing for those who are listening right now, Lord, because they're, they're listening to this episode that is solely straight from your word, Father. And um, your word will not return void. So I pray that anybody who, who heard this word tonight, Lord, uh, would just feel would just be filled with uh, many blessings to come, Father. Uh, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.